I'm Jake. I'm Joe. What are we talking about? Chet, chet. So, so welcome to what were we talking about? <laughs> so there's some pretty, uh, pretty terribly large news that we should probably touch on. I think uh, we're talking, of course, about Spider-Man. Hey, hey, no, all right, all right. I don't need to hear any more moping about Spider-Man. You wait till it's finished. <laughs> there's still hope out there. Sony and Disney are using this to tease your little heartstrings. They're they're dusting them away like ash in the wind again because it works so well with Infinity War, and it'll be all right. The Infinity Stones, it'll make it happen. It'll come back. He'll come back into our lives. Let's move along. You had a lot more to say about that than you thought you did, didn't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, recently, they released a trailer for the Joker. Yeah, uh, a new trailer. New trailer, yeah, yes. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. That movie looks fucking. Totally yeah, looks nice. Old uh, Todd Phillips. Uh, you wouldn't know that was Todd Phillips that directed that. No, I mean someone mentioned to me about um, him having done War Dogs and that being. Oh, he did do War Dogs. Fairly good. I and forgot about more that. Of a, you know, psychological type deal going on there. He and um, uh, Scorsese produced this yeah and you got some scorsese's on this and uh scott silver screenplay um yeah i've always been kind of uh pretty well expecting joaquin phoenix to do a good job as joker yeah. like i i sold sold me on him being joker because i think he's a good actor legit like whenever they first announced this movie i was like like ah oh, fuck this i don't need this in my life and then like joaquin phoenix is gonna play the joker i was like when's it come out <laughs> yeah i'm into this and i was like well martin scorsese's putting a name on it and i was like that's kind of weird because one i wouldn't put him as even wanting anything to do with any comic book yeah film. as soon as they put his name on it i was like i was like huh. is he just trying to cash grab on the comic book that's thing not and, his thing you know he doesn't cash know, grab. and just retell some story from because initially they were floating around that the it was going to be uh well that was going to be the alan moore's killing joke kind of oh. storyline and i was like uh, he, they're just rehashing this for the 800th time because it's one of the well, more that obviously works. seems like elements of this well it's supposed to be his um, yeah it, it brings in some elements I'm sure they they said that it wasn't necessarily in a recent interview they said it wasn't necessarily going to pull from any real comic book lore no like it's going to be a completely different story and that they're going mean, to be he, the fact that they have the Joker as a stand-up comedian yeah is yeah, it's a Very, nod, yeah. definitely, and then it looks like he's got a little bit of a love interest. He's starting to uh, like in the film, yeah. Um, but so I mean, that hits some notes in you know, uh, Killing Joke. Uh, but they said mostly, you know, it's going to be set in Gotham. It's got uh, uh, Thomas Wayne, Alfred, and you'll see younger Bruce Wayne. Um, but that's pretty much it. They said they really just kind of wanted to do what. Um, like their version of like, all right, if there's a guy who goes by this name of Joker, who is a criminal crime boss, has this kind of philosophy and idea, how would that guy come about? Yeah. And what kind of story could we tell with that guy? And it seems like from the trailers, that's, you know, them taking this into a dramatic concept of how you become that kind of 
guy or how an idea of how they think someone might be able to come into that role. Um, but yeah, the, the recent trailer looks wonderful. You know, that's going to be on some t-shirts. His little one. All I have is negative thoughts. Yeah. Um, it's going to be out there. Yeah. Uh, I do love the little, the dance number in the, uh, and uh, on the stairs, yeah. Um, and I've I've really I've enjoyed the costume design of that like uh, not quite burgundy magenta jacket, yeah. And older school like uh, circus theater paint uh, clown, which kind of lends itself a little bit to I want to say um, uh, '66 Joker a little bit if I'm thinking correct, maybe. Maybe not. Uh, I'm trying to think of what was a it Caesar Romero. Yeah, sixty-six. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm. It's been a while since I've looked at it, but I remember vaguely considering it looking like that. Or uh, someone said that it was uh, very much the mask that um, Heath Ledger wore at the opening scene. No, but it's it's not quite that. Um, but yeah, I really I really like that look. Um, I mean, there is always a chance that this movie could connect to Dark Knight, I've read. Some people say or suggest. Yeah. Um, I don't think it does. I think I, this will, I, I I think think this will be completely will be a standalone. standalone movie. Yeah. I don't think it connects to it. It will connect to anything other than its own film and if they ever do a sequel to it. I did like the idea. Some people said that this could secretly connect to... Uh, Robert Pattinson's. Uh, it says, uh, in contrast to modern comic book films, Joker was intended to be a standalone film with no planned sequels. However, Phillips said in August 2019 that he would be interested in making a sequel depending on the film's performance and if Phoenix is interested. Warner Brothers intends for Joker to launch DC Black, a line of DC comic-based films unrelated to the DCEU with darker, more experimental material similar to comic imprints such as Elseworlds. I think initially that's what they're going to call it was Elseworlds. But I think with the launch of DC Black, the comic line, I think they want to switch it to that. I think that would be a good idea because, I too. one, I feel like they need to stop trying to make PG-13 movie feel like it should be R-rated with some grittiness and stuff. But you're doing a, a characters like the Justice League that really should be taken in that lighter context. Um, so I think it would be nice to have uh, a line where you're like, all right, these are R rated. These are going to go to more either independent or more, uh, you know, unique uh, individual stories, standalone stories um, where they can do some of the side DC characters. Cause there's a lot of good, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I'm vertigo fanboy, so I would love to see more, you know? Yeah. Of the Vertigo line. Vertigo's dead. Let's label DC Vertigo now. Not anymore. Yeah. They yeah. killed it. That's what the most recent books are labeled as. Yeah, I know. They recently killed it from what like, I read online. I mean, what just came out like this month is labeled DC yeah, Vertigo. I'm looking at that. Continue talking about the Joker. Tell Anyways. Me, tell I, me good things about the Joker. I uh, I love it. I, I like how lean he's got himself. Um, lean is being generous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Lean generally not. Lean. I've seen wrestlers who are lean. Yeah. Stephen right. Mel is lean. Right. He's not quite uh, Christian Bale and the Machinist, but he's he's uh, down there. Um, he's pretty skinny though. Yeah. Like it's he's not Auschwitz look, Christian. The, the first Christian Bale the label. first time I saw the like pictures of him on there, I was like, uh, I was like, oh yeah, he just lost a little weight. But like the more I see each other, I was like, oh, he lost quite a bit of weight yeah, for yeah. this and it's i mean it's kind of alarming yeah what i had read initially about like the joker mm -hmm. was that um 
in movies like it, they were supposed to be called Elseworlds, mm-hmm. which is along the same lines as yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Black. The side story um, type. But even this, I think this is cool because this could give us also like a live adaptation of uh, Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah. Something similar to it anyways. Yeah. I, that, I think that would be fantastic well, as and, a film. And see, and I, I feel like um, this movie, uh, which I think it should be kind of somewhat that way. I mean, it seems seems to be somewhat in like the Batman cartoon and, you know, even in like Tim Burton's Batman's that Gotham has always had a pretty consistent, like I want to say fifties, twenties, art deco style. Yeah. That, that, you know, you get that detective noir, you know, kind of set up or, uh, and I feel like this one's kind of taking place kind of the, it's got maybe even like a sixties or so. Like you see the television host kind of, Looks like a old Ed Sullivan type a, setup, yeah. you know. Which <laughs> weird though is that this movie's based in the eighties. Is it supposed to be based in the eighties? Yeah, okay. I initially heard seventies. I I feel like because it, that's where people started to say that's where people started to say that they thought it was gonna lead up to or be the prequel to Pattinson because his is like in the early nineties. If I yeah, remember correctly, I heard it was supposed to take place early nineties. Which, uh, but the uh, people point to Excalibur being the movie. Movie that's playing at this at the cinema whenever uh, you see, in a scene of the oh, movie, yeah, yeah. and that came out in the eighties. Mm-hmm. There's I, a lot of. I uh, feel it's just got it's looks like it's got a really cool visual aesthetic that seems cohesive at least through the trailers. His kind of uh, his little chuckle, then him cut back to straight where he's like practicing his laugh for whatever the stage um, show. Do or you know? I found this out just recently, just yesterday actually. He has a disease that makes him laugh randomly. Uh, the character does. Yeah, nice. Not Walking Phoenix. Um, yeah, I that saying. would actually make more uh, sense. There's a there's. Walking <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix is fucking nuts. Well, I heard too. He was like when he had his like beard grown out and all. Oh, that, that was stuff. for all yeah, for yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, no, he's he's legitimately just a weird a little, dude. Little off. Which yeah. that's I mean that that's when they cast. I was like, no, that makes sense. I think um, because this movie, a lot of people I haven't seen this movie, but it's called the uh, King of Comedy. It had Robert De Niro in it and Martin Scorsese uh, made it in the 80s and this movie has a lot of i guess elements of that where it's like Mar- robert de niro plays uh, a standard comedian who doesn't get a lot of laughs and he's kind of ridiculed on a late night show um but he he fights his way to get to host the sh- or not host the show but be on the show mm-hmm. and kills it uh he does awesome that's what the movie is um this has elements of that mm-hmm except for I imagine what's how it's going to end or most likely going to end personally. I think he's going to kill Robert De Niro's character at the end on yeah. TV. Yeah. It'll be something similar to uh, what they did in uh, yeah, Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. yeah. I think they're going to see I think, yeah, this isn't going to be based off of any one thing. I think it's going to pull elements from a lot of stuff. But yeah, I mean, it seems with this pre- recent trailer that it's going to, it seems like he's going to be kind of a failure comedian who is also playing as a uh, actual like circus comedian or something along those lines. And then he's going to uh, get broken down enough to where he does some act or stunt that seems to bring up almost like a terrorist or uh, um, following of him where people don't know what he's doing. He's doing slight acts of terrorism, which are uh, people are following and, and, gravitating behind but he's not known 
So, because it looks like several times he's watching all these people in Joker masks destroying stuff, and he's taking pleasure in it, but they don't know he's there and he's leading them until he comes out and is announced as the Joker. Yeah. And he's got his new garb where he's actually got his painted face and he, he dyes his hair green. Like he tries out a few masks and things and then finds his kind of See, calling is just saying, fuck you. I'm this guy now. I think he's utterly broken regardless. Yeah. In the movie, I think that's, I think that's ultimately going to be the point. Um, yeah. But I think, um, and that's what kind of drives him to just saying, I think the bit with bite back the, the, the late show host mm-hmm. that's, that mocks him. Yeah. I think that throws him over the edge and then he starts. Yeah. Just Maybe terrifying. his mother dying and yeah. that happening about the same time. One bad day. Yeah. <laughs> Puts so him takes over. takes one bad day. Yeah. Uh, again, that's, I think it'll pull elements from different mm-hmm. things. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be interested to watch it and see where, what all they pull from. Um, yeah. Because even, I mean, yeah, you, this could be a wholly, and it looks like it's going to be a wholly original Joker story. Um, but I mean, I don't think you can do a Joker story and not pull elements from different Joker stories are, that already exist. Yeah, I think this is going to be... I think this is... I've heard people say that he'll get an Oscar nomination for this. I can see that. Yeah. And especially, I mean, you get Martin Scorsese's name, which, I mean, the Academy kind of respects highly. Yeah. It'd be better part. if he was directing it, but yeah. But yeah. His, Even his, his name attached to it already would good Gives enough. it uh, credence that people are going to... Gives uh, it sort of a, a gravitas. Yeah, and I think uh, just from what I've seen of it, I think you know it's going to uh, it's going to do well. I think. Yeah. I mean, because I think most people most people's expectations of DC movies are pretty low right now, mm-hmm. anyways. Um, but I think this people. I mean, the yeah. trailers. I haven't heard anybody complain about it. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing though. Is like if you like these characters have been reinterpreted reinterpreted for 80 some years and it's been it's kept strength so as long as you keep the core of the character you can tell all kinds of stories exactly. with these characters you just can't fuck and this with the core of the character this is sort of what I've been craving too because a lot of people want to see when they do a Batman movie or a Superman movie they want to see an adaptation of an existing story I have almost no interest in that. No. There, yeah, of course, there's some that I would I would love to see how it's done in live action, but I'd prefer to see something completely yeah. original done. It's just, I mean, DC's lineup, the reason why those characters have lasted so long is there's something there that resonates with people. I mean, and the Joker, for one, is someone who generally looks at the social underbelly and points it out to people. Yeah. So if you keep that core of that character who basically goes like, you're all crazy and look at you, I'm going to show you how crazy you are by pointing it out to you by being as, you know, more crazy than you are to point out your own issue. Uh, yeah. I've heard like, some I mean, people say that he's hyper sane. Yeah. Well, that's, that's one of the lines is that he's got a uh, super sanity is what they refer that's to it as. Yeah. That he is uh, aware he's in a comic book. Well, yeah, he's aware he's in a comic book, but he's aware of the. He goes into kind of the the structures of the way the world is and the way it looks at. You know, like he talks about in uh, the Dark Knight. He goes like, you know, well, when 
a bunch of military people get blown up, no one bats an eye. But I tell you, a mayor, One little mayor. Yeah, is going to blow up. It's Everyone loses their minds because it's not part of the plan. And he's pointing out the social constructs we've built around ourselves. Yeah. And that's kind of the core of that character in a lot of ways. What people find so fascinating about that character in a lot of ways. Is and, that you can relate to the character. And, and that, even in itself, is an archetype that's been around forever. There's, a, there's an old... Uh, Native American um, ter- uh, term of a person they would have in the village um, that was uh, essentially a jester character. And even a jester in the court was an archetype. Of this, it's uh, a person that was used. <laughs> and they were one of the few people allowed to point out problems with the king. Or, you know, in, in the Native American situation, if everyone was huddled around a fire because they were so cold, they'd put on, uh, they'd like take off all their clothes and walk around and make references to how hot they were. If everyone was going to the left, they'd walk out to the right and say like, I'm going over here guys. And it's their whole job was to point out, look at yourselves, look at the social structure you're doing. Here's what's wrong with it. It's the same thing. Some comedians to this day do where they're pointing out like, look at how we all do this thing. Isn't this dumb? Right. (laughs) Even though, it's become it's commonplace to the extreme. It's the person that is, they go over the top to really point out the, the message. And yeah. it's a relative message that resonates with us, but it's done in an extreme way to really point out the absurdity of what we're doing. And yeah. that, that archetype has been around forever and it's a useful social commentary. And that's what the Joker is. And so if you keep that core of that character, throw some face paint on him, we're going to resonate with that character. Yeah. But there's been some other good uh, good stuff posted here recently. That's uh, right. Another uh, another big trailer. Another, yeah, Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> I, I, I tossed you the little wiffle ball, and you just and you I, took a shed on the base. And I, and I let <laughs> it whiz away. on past me. Um, <laughs> Star Wars, motherfucker. What? What's Star Wars? <laughs> Rise of the Skywalker just uh, released also. It's Rise uh, of Skywalker. Rise of Skull- Skywalker. Or Skywalker. Or Skywalker. Skywalker. Oh my god, it's Skywalker. Doing mountains of cocaine. Um, yeah, uh, I think it looks... Again, every trailer that they've released... Me so back. <laughs> I love it. I want it so bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think... Um, this one really pushed those nostalgia buttons, didn't it? Yeah. It's like, here, let's show you all these scenes from the original six. How's it, doesn't this warm your heart? Remember when we did these things? Here's the new one. <laughs> you see Palpatine. Look at him. Look at him on that poster. Yeah, that poster's pretty fucking awesome looking. It, it yeah. Also, it's different than any other Star Wars poster yeah. they've ever really done. Yeah. it looks It looks different. It feels different. It feels darker. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested on on how like, because you got the <coughs> Luke's narration over top of it where he's talking to Ray about her being the future, mm-hmm. um, and then it being called Rise of Skywalker. Obviously, you know they played with saying that she was from nowhere, um, like her parents didn't matter, and I don't know if they're gonna keep that or not. Like uh, I I feel like it still might play with that. She's a Skywalker because, and I've heard a, a theory of, I think it popped up on fat man beyond where he was talking about, uh, what if, uh, or maybe we talked about it, the rise of Skywalker, that the new Jedi, yeah, order, we had talked I think about we talked that. about it. New Jedi order might be called 
the Skywalker. I think Batman, I think I heard it from Batman and Batman and brought it up on the podcast. Yeah, um, um, which is is a possible conclusion, but I think this being it's a conclusion order, a conclusion to the Skywalker saga, I feel like we should see a Skywalker of some sort. Which I mean, you're going to get Luke as a Force ghost. You're going to get some Leia in there, but and then I mean. But what's the rise? Technically, too, I've still kind of been playing this button, which it's kind of headed to, is that we've kind of argued with Ray kind of uh, feeding to the dark side a little bit and been kind of fighting uh, Kylo Ren, fighting his... Uh, dark side. Dark, or, well, fighting his light side to yeah. stay dark. Um, and then you see at the end Ray with the double-bladed red lightsaber in a dark Sith-type robe. Which um, a lot of the consensus seems to be that Palpatine kind of is messing with her for a minute, and that she yeah. probably breaks free of that. Um, beca- and I think they probably won't let her go full Sith. I, I would imagine not see what's going to happen, and this is I think that the the Skywalker is going to be like a religious order, but they're going to be neutral oh. Force users. Well, I was going to say because technically Ben is of the Skywalker lineage. Le- no. Leia is his mom. Darth Vader is his father. Wait, who did you say? Leia is no, Ben Solo. Say? Oh, yeah. I thought you meant Obi Wan Kenobi. No, 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 no. Like Ben. I was, I was like, no, no. He's of so, the Kenobi lineage. Said Ben. <laughs> yeah. He's named after Obi Wan. No. Um, but Ben Solo is of the yeah. Skywalker lineage. So him saying rise with Skywalker, it might end up being that he is of the Skywalker lineage. He rises up and he defeats Palpatine for good and final yeah um and maybe with ray's help or ray sacrifices herself and he decides to you know pull a vader and turn good and throw palpatine off the i do think um, sing again some people have theorized that uh his the line he uses which is like he's like i'll finish what you started Mm -hmm. is actually meaning that he will destroy the dark side of the force yeah and that's, that that maybe this entire thing has been sort of him trying to do that yeah and I then mean, he lets palpatine possess him yeah and yeah. offs himself yeah and that might be part of the case i mean you can tell like uh and it's kind of hinted at with like him with uh han you know he's like i've got this thing to do but i can't i can't bring myself to do it or it's hard for me uh, so it implies, and then him talking with Ray, he's like, you know, come over to this side. We'll we'll rule the galaxy together. And he he helps her, def- and he kills Snoke. Um, that he's kind of wants to go his different route. Doesn't necessarily want to do exactly what it is yeah, he's doing. Not necessarily the dark when he side. Goes but... to fight, or he goes to shoot down Leia's ship. He decides not, not to. to. Um, so you know, he's. Uh, Some people think that Han turned on the lightsaber. Yeah, and that's that's a theory too that he's the one who actually turned it on to help him do what he needed to do um, because he saw his son in pain kind of a situation. Um, <laughs> which Han did turn the lightsaber on and that Harrison Ford didn't want to do anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kill me. He wanted him to kill him. Han Solo did not turn it on. Harrison Ford turned Harrison it on. Harrison Ford turned it on. <laughs> Fucking do it! I've been trying to kill myself off for the past three movies. Um, please. Please just end this shit. I hate that goddamn Chewbacca. I don't like to be famous. Um, (laughs) I just want to go smoke marijuana in my trailer. Uh, (laughs) trailer. Um, (laughs) But so, I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think Ray will go completely bad. I think there's too much with 
the Disney setup of seeing the young girls having a role model that they're not going to throw that good, away by yeah. no means. Um, I think she might get corrupted or fake a corruption for a certain amount of time under Palpatine because... Which I would love to see them actually show Palpatine's strength that is hinted at in, uh, or is talked about in the now non-canon books and whatnot, because is ridiculous. Like he could force lightning an entire planet's people to death from a, a ship. Yeah, seeing some like, sort of, I mean, the fact that he's still alive, I think, will yeah. show enough of his power too. Yeah, I, I hope so. Yeah, so I mean, I don't think Ray will completely go bad. I mean, I could see her sacrificing herself in some way and leaving that for Ben because I mean I think most people are hoping or would like to see a Kylo Ren redemption yeah set up um, I think he, he'll get redeemed but I think he'll die in the process I mean that's usually the case with a re- I mean like Vader you know he wanted to be Vader and he died throwing Palpatine off <laughs> we're just gonna see an endless stream of Palpatine being thrown from Skywalks that's what the, but the, end of the end of the movie is a hand like ah, it's a god damn it <laughs> not again I'm like they killed Sheev <laughs> you bastards <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> I want a t-shirt that says that now. Says him all rotting on the bottom. You killed Chief. You bastards. <laughs> you bastards. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that'd be cool. Uh, how'd you feel about that flip out dual lightsaber? They're like, hey, you guys remember Darth Maul was awesome. I hey, look, check out this one that has an extra hinge. I thought it was pretty awesome looking, personally. <laughs> you guys like red lightsabers? Here's one with a red hilt. Let me add one sword feature. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was, it was cool. Looking. It's it's an interesting yeah setup. I don't know what like good it would be in its folded up version, but yeah, I can't imagine <laughs> be, be super. I mean, it would be no better than a regular lightsaber. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what the I'm trying to of think of what a, having what a, a one. trapping something in between them. But I mean, you how, what would you get there? <laughs> Just turn it off, and then you're no longer trapped. Yeah, like that's the easiest. Like, as soon as they bang the swords together, just turn it off, turn it back on, and you've killed them. That's true. You're right. <laughs> I'm a goddamn like strat. Hopefully, the person isn't quicker than you, though. You <laughs> yeah, I know. turn it off. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> Strategic mastermind. Um, uh, yeah, I think, it, I think it looks really cool. I Again, practical, practically don't really know. But again, the hilts on uh, Kylo's aren't super practical oh well, no they they claim they're actually probably worse for him though because well they, they claim initially the reason why was according to canon it's because he used his other kyber crystal and then a synthetic kyber crystal to create the new one which it cracked and so it is an unstable um crystal so those are more exhaust so it's an exhaust port for the excess power that that's why his sword's constantly wavy yeah which i actually like that bit a lot and never like a stable straight we got some other Star Wars news here at D23 here recently, though, too. The Mandalorian? Mandalorian trailer uh, landed, which looks, looks pretty... Looks really s- sick. Pretty solid. John Favreau. Yep, yep. It. Yeah, I think Mandalorian looks pretty wonderful. It looks just like a... Honestly, yeah. it looks like a Western. And then it's got the whole timeline. They're doing another season of Clone Wars to finish it that with Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. Uh, which was uh, Anakin's yeah. Uh, Padawan, which... I'd love still to see if she pops up somewhere along the line. In Rise of Skywalker, uh, apparently Kylo Ren is his base is on Mustafar. 
Oh, yeah. And the castle on Mustafar, where Darth Vader's was. Nice. Which I thought, I was like, that's pretty fucking awesome. I see yeah, Mustafar which again. it looks like they're going to do another, um, a sequel to Rogue, or prequel to Rogue One. A sequel or prequel of Rogue One with... Uh, well, um, couldn't possibly be a sequel. Well, it's got the robot. And, and it's also got the main Cassian. Uh, um, Cassian. Yeah, it's yeah. called, I think, Cassian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Candace. Is Aldo Cassian? Cassian? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. I can't remember. But um, yeah, it can't be a sequel. It's a yeah, definitely a prequel. Yeah, I guess it's a prequel. Um, but they yeah. went Kapui in the yeah, Rogue he, One. I could I couldn't remember. Yeah, he the robot does too. They were okay. like they were trying to find a way to write it so that way they could make sequels. Yeah, to make the characters live, but it like negates everything that was told yeah, to us. Yeah, and negates the point of the movie. Yeah, um, which that was one of the more solid. And they're gonna do. Uh, they're gonna bring Ewan McGregor back as Obi Wan for Disney Plus, um, which most people assume it's gonna be his years on Tatooine. Is based an eye on. eight years after Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, so uh, Luke would be eight. Tatooine. Which I know there's a couple stories uh, that were initially told. I mean, obviously, I don't think they're canon now, but it's um, where Obi Wan has to deal with Boba Fett and Vader show up on Tatooine at one point. Oh, really? um, to, yeah, he shows up on Tatooine to meet Boba Fett to deal with the Huts at one point, and um, which would be cool if they do that. I bet um, you we see Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah, but I don't we know. Get that for we get that Force Ghost we were supposed to get in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, Seven. I don't know if what's his face will be back. Um, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Why wouldn't he be? I don't know. If, he looks uh, the same as. He I know. Was. I just I don't know that he would come back. Like. Liam Neeson just seems like... Yeah. You don't think Disney would be like, here's all the money. Yeah, I mean, but it depends on how much that is a payoff for people. Like, I mean, he does learn because it talks about um, both Obi-Wan and Yoda learning from Qui-Gon how, how to, to do that. the Force Ghost because no, Qui-Gon's the first to ever have learned how to do that. Yeah. Um, that crazy rebel. Um, it, that's another thing. His stories are far more fascinating. Yeah. One of the first books that I got that was no non-canon that was Star Wars based was, uh, was Qui-Gon when uh, Obi-Wan was still a uh, Padawan. That was a lot of ons. Qui-Gon when Obi-Wan was a Padawan. Uh, <laughs> fucking rap battle. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, and it deals with one, a couple of their shenanigans. But uh, yeah, Qui-Gon would be interesting. But um Obviously, this is in between uh, f- three and four, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, there's a couple stories with Luke getting into shenanigans. But I don't know that they're going to want to show young Luke, younger Luke, like as a child. I mean, they might, but I don't know if they'd want to even really they might. touch that. They much. probably will. Yeah, honestly. But um, it might deal. Mandalorian might tie into. Obi-Wan's story a little bit because like I said Boba Fett and him have some issues at one point yeah but when's uh, Mandalorian take place I'm not sure yeah that I'm not sure but I mean it's Boba Fett so it's Cody, gonna be sometime uh, when he's an adult uh, Cody uh, and me were talking and uh, he had said something about uh, what if at the end of the Mandalorian the end of the first season like there's a knock at their gates or whatever mm-hmm. and they open it up and it's Boba Fett like laid out and they have to nurse him back to so the second season basically them trying to nurse Boba Fett back to health and they have to deal with that hmm. be interesting to bring Boba Fett into it isn't that what this Mandalorian is no Boba Fett's not in this 
Uh, is it? Uh, it's who he gets the Mandalorian armor from, then, or is it like the Mandalorians? Because that's where he gets his armor from. It's yeah, this is armor. just about a group of Mandalorians. Oh yeah. Okay. I think I, it, it I might thought it was... even take place on the on the planet Mandalore, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Because I knew like they got all wiped out at one point in the storyline initially, and that uh, Boba Fett's armor was Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, His armor is definitely Mandalorian. Yeah. Let's see, the series will take place five years after the events of Return of the Jedi and follows a lone Mandalorian gunfighter beyond the reaches of the New Republic. Yeah, but it's not Boba Fett. So it's after Return of the Jedi, so it's Boba Fett's dead. Yeah, but it could theoretically be Boba Fett escaping the, uh, the Sarlacc. Sarlacc pit. Not, I mean, not as a main character, but he could show up at some point. <laughs> Carl Weathers and Bill Burr were, and Werner Herzog were set to show in it. Yeah, Carl Weathers is in the trailer. Pedro Pascal. Nick Nolte. Yeah, I heard Nick Nolte's in it. <laughs> yeah, he's in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Moff Gideon. Um, yeah. Looks pretty solid, though. I'm actually, I'm more excited for the Obi-Wan thing. Because, like, yeah, I mean, everyone's this has been years and years and for a long time. It's one thing from the prequels everybody accepts is, like, He's a good Obi Wan. He was he was almost from better a, than uh, from, from a certain point of view. From a certain <laughs> point of view, You're, yeah. That's, see, that's the thing that can be argued right there. <laughs> I would say he's just as good. Yeah, I mean, well, but it's also Alec kind of like it's also kind of like a different, almost a different take on the character. Well, you got to think too. He's younger, so I mean, he's gonna change as he ages what's I gonna mean, be interesting too is this series will probably deal with the fact of why he's all called great crazy old ben kenobi it might be why is he considered crazy that'd be interesting yeah. to see like what he does <laughs> well yeah that gives him a reputation I mean, to be crazy he, well they kind of talk about him almost being kind of a hermit yeah so he might just just no one really knows who he is so or it could be like old. just luke and amber were like don't he's Leave him alone. He's yeah. weird. He's crazy. Yeah, He's crazy could, old Ben. Like, but yeah, they and you might even have like um, him meet Luke's uh, adoptive parents and tell him like who he's is and why he's there. They already know. Well, I know that's what I'm saying. Like, but you think they'll put him in there? Like, recast him? Oh uh, yeah, that's where they're gonna run to some issues. They could, I guess, because Joel Edgerton still looks pretty good. He yeah. still looks about the same. I mean, you could do. I mean, and even I don't know who the just, lady was. Even if you do it just from like behind and like, yeah, I'm talking to them, but you don't see their faces. Yeah, um, but I mean, I they already know. I mean, they've already met him. Yeah, I mean, because well, they kind of hand him off. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, I guess he wasn't there whenever Anakin and Padme went, but he was. They definitely met him already. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I do wonder because. I think it's almost positive we're gonna see at least at least see young Luke. Yeah. Um. But I, I bet I bet we do see an, uh, Aunt Beru and uh, Uncle. Yeah, because there's I know there's a clip I've seen a, a picture of it, it was like uh, Luke does something he ends up getting like knocked out and then Obi Wan like carries him home but he doesn't know how he got home yeah. and like, he's he's keeping an eye on him and helping him out in ways but Luke doesn't know. Um. He's guiding him while he shoots small rodents in the desert like a psychopath. <laughs> he is a psychopath. 
I used to shoot rats for fun. <laughs> what? Um, I mean, we've all had those days. Anyways. <laughs> Time for a commercial break? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Recently, I got the comic book called The Freeze. It's volume one. It's a trade paperback. It follows uh, the character Ray, the only man in the world to not be frozen by some sort of mysterious global event. It also appears that he has the power to unfreeze anybody. So he has to figure out what has happened and who deserves to be saved. And I got this actually at Man Cave Comics and Collectibles in Shelbyville. And as a matter of fact, Tim, the owner of Man Cave Comics and Collectibles, is in charge of my pool list. You know, that's everything from uh, the Leviathan event, uh, Last Night on Earth, uh, any of the Batman comics, Flash, all of my pool list, which has, uh, he alone has gotten me to the collection that I am at today, which is running near 2,500 comic books. Always a great guy, always willing to work with me, and will find you whatever comic book you really need. Uh, and he will do everything he possibly can. He's got everything from rare comics to uh, rare collectibles, fun little toys, uh, retro games, and retro systems. Absolutely a treat every single time. I go in there so I highly recommend it so this isn't just a plug for the sake of a plug this is a plug for a really great shop so if you are ever in Shelbyville go to 1310 South Miller Avenue Shelbyville Indiana 46176 or you can find him on Facebook it's Man Cave Comics and Collectibles the collectibles is spelled with an A you can also find him on eBay so go check him out get your comic book on on this hill I die this is the premiere segment so it chapter two comes out this week. That's what I was I was gonna segue you, man, but you just Cut you, you, you broke me off. So uh, we thought that we'd make this sort of like a uh, Stephen King week, um, where obviously we talked about news earlier. So we're gonna talk about our favorite performances in a Stephen King movie and debate why each other's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> that's our life. I always have to prove Joe wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that exclamatory? Ha ha! That's really not that true. He happen. he's usually right. A good good ninety seven percent with everybody. On, they 95. all hate me. Ninety five. I'll give you a ninety five. Thank you. You a ninety five. Everyone else gets a ninety eight. Yeah. So what's your favorite performance in Ooh. a Stephen King Ooh. film? A film. Uh, the, fuck the best uh, best performance. My favorite performance. Yes. From a because if we're gonna say it, it says if we say best one we've talked about this before it is a bit subjective but it's also a bit more because then you have to not go with what your favorite performance was it's 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 what you think is the best yeah so it's it the favorite performance gives you to a chance to know us a little better and then also we get to talk shit about the other one's choice and this is also you know. I haven't watched every Stephen King film adaptation. There are a well, every ton. Stephen Killam film. <laughs> Yes, that too. <laughs> Stephen Kelvin. Did you, did you hear the confusion in his voice for a second? He's like, hello? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, that guy. Um, sweet. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Um, I have to say, one of... I, I mean... Alright, so film-wise, best performance. I would probably have to actually give it to... Um, you know who I love? The dude in Green Mile. Um, Sam Rockwell. 
No, although he is a, a detestable bastard. Michael I? Jeter, which is the name I knew no, no. this entire time. <laughs> no, um, another one of my favorites that I want to see in more stuff that oh, we talked um, about again. David Morse. Yeah, he like, was. Uh, here's a cool thing. Uh, just because I want to talk about David Morse because I like him and a just, lot of what I've seen him in. But like, uh, he is really good in that movie though. Like, yeah, he, he gets he's so underplayed in everything he does. You know, he plays a sweet character in it, but he's also very tough and he's, he's controls the situation very well. Yeah, and he's he's physically intimidating kind of a guy. I mean, there's there's a ton of great performances in that movie. I mean, yeah. Tom Hanks is as you expect Tom Hanks to do in most of his performances. Um, Michael Clark Duncan's first role, which he's awesome in, not his first role. Is it not? I thought it was his first one. He's in um he's in Friday. Oh, is he? As an extra. <laughs> okay, first starring role. Let's yeah. go with that. Is it yeah, it's definitely his first starring role. Yeah. Um If we're wrong, correct us, all thirteen of you. Yeah. Uh so he's great. Um was it Peter or Paul Paul Jeter? Was it Paul? Michael Jeter? Michael Jeter. Why did I say Peter Jeter? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Bonnie Hunt's good. Uh, oh, Bonnie Hunt is James Cromwell's awesome in it. Like it legitimately, like, like it's a there's great. not one bad performance in that movie. Not really. The dude, I can never remember his name. Percy. I can never remember the actor's name. Oh, I yeah, just yeah, know yeah. him as Percy. Is it? Uh, no, I was gonna say Graham Greene's in it, but that's no. It's, it's like that's not him. Um, maybe it's Doug Hutchins. Maybe that's out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he um he is yeah, slimy yeah, yeah. and just oh, irritating. You hate that guy, and you can't see yeah, him as anything else in any other performance. He was that good. Yeah, I mean Sam Rockwell obviously is awesome. I really yeah, thought I mean, for a while that's all I see Sam Rockwell as. Yeah, because like I I mean I think throughout that whole movie, I mean everyone does an awesome. Job. The movie's awesome. It's a wonderful movie. It is. So, I mean, it's super depressing. It it is. It is. But overall, I mean, it's just uh, it's a great film. Like, it it's probably one of the does it the better. Like, does it make you cry? No. I know you're hard to like. like uh, I'm easy to make yeah, cry. It's no. like uh, so your your pick for best. Uh, I I would say uh, yeah, Green Mile. I would say has the best performances from actors. In it. But is there one specific? Are you one going ahead with scene? David David, uh, David Morse? David Morse. Uh, are you going ahead with him and saying that he is the best performance no. in a Stephen King film? No, I'm. I might have to give it to Michael Jeter. Um, the way he uh, cries in his pain when the loss of the mouse in the scene, and he gets his finger crushed by. Uh, he's the reason I love mice. Yeah, that that scene's played really well and he seems really like hurt and crushing he plays honestly kind of any other simple actor, french if you would hand that to any other yeah. actor it probably would come off silly yeah and and he, he's got you know this french accent and he also plays kind of simple and uh yeah it's just it's it's done probably the so best just, of steam kings i would say michael jeter probably see it's really hard for me to say you're wrong but let me tell you why you're wrong um right. honestly no matter what I just said, that role could have been done by somebody else and probably worked. Um, Sam Rockwell could have done it. Yeah. Not in that movie. It wouldn't have made sense. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been fun. Just put... We need a... Uh, Sam uh, Rockwell... For, uh, just a Sam Rockwell version uh, of the movie. He plays every role. Was it... Um, 
Should he play uh, they, they John should, Coffee? They should no. <laughs> in really <I> don't atrocious <laughs> racist blackface. Um, but no, he didn't have. Yeah, Michael Jeter was great, and there's no. I mean, yeah. there's no taking it back. No taking that away from him. Take that back. Um, okay. Sam Rockwell could have done it. Um, Christian Bale could have done it. No matter what you think. Uh, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. <laughs> a lot of actors could have done that role and done it fine. Yeah, uh, I suppose so. Honestly, probably not as good as Michael Jr. did it. But yeah, that's not the point of the episode. Uh, <laughs> segment, whatever this is. Um, I argue with you. Oh. Well, you're going to argue back and I know you'll win. But <laughs> Let's do it. Bring it, motherfucker. Johnny Depp in Secret Window. Hmm. You know what? I would have to say almost uh, against that, even though he does. That was one that I was kind of filtering with, to be honest. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because what we've seen Johnny Depp do, and in particular that, partic- in that specific time period, mm-hmm. he's doing a lot of really eccentric characters. Not to yeah. say that, I mean, I, for the love of God, I can't remember the character's name. Um, He's... Uh, da, 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 da. It's, a, it's, really, it's a really... um. I keep thinking of it's a really shooter. Stephen, it's a really the, uh, Stephen Kingy name. Yeah. Like uh, try, I keep thinking of shooter because that's what the, that's what like, the uh, the alter alter yeah. ego is. Um, it is. I am pulling it up. Yep, that's how I say that. Mort Rainey. That's it. That's such a Stephen King name. Like, yeah. that's that's such a book name. Like that's yeah. That's not that is not a real person's name. <laughs> and, Anywhere and in John the world. Shooter is his alter ego. That's it. It's but, played by John Totoro, who I was going to say. John Totoro that's, that's a pretty awesome. He did John really Turturro. good in that movie. Like, that movie doesn't get talked about enough, I think. It's one um, of my more favorite uh, it's, I watch um, it more often. It, it's one of my favorite Johnny Depp performances. Yeah. Because it's not so, like... It's not zany. He's playing exactly. a depressed he, writer character. He's playing a role. Yeah. Uh, like, that has some meat to it. He's a relatable character. Even yeah, to I mean, the point whenever he has, whenever you realize that he's, uh, you know, he is John Shooter. Yeah. And he's going through a uh, divorce and things like he's that. He's going through a rough He's obviously depressed. Patch. Yeah. I, and uh, you see him actually, you know, kind of scared for things, confused about what's going on. It's, and that's an interesting role. It's really it's definitely one of the first times I've ever seen Johnny Depp in a movie where I don't see Johnny Depp in the role. Yeah. I see the character of Just a dude of, laying on the couch eating Doritos. Yeah. And he made me want to live that life. Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely a good, good movie, but I mean, I would say that most people would even cut down from that and go even to like Shawshank Redemption or in the, I mean, um, for, for, or even stand by me as some, stand of by like, me. I just watched that not too long ago. It's good. No, I, I would argue. I'd say, I would say that, um, and you'd be wrong. I'm not, though. <laughs> um, Johnny Depp's performance is so much better than Michael Jeter's because Michael Jeter felt like a character. He felt like a guy playing a guy. Uh, disguise is another guy. Um, but <laughs> That's Johnny his Depp, job, damn it. He did a wonderful fucking job. Johnny Depp became another person. He was no longer Johnny Depp. He was more, well. I think that might be more so because you enjoy or you know Johnny Depp as the character, and he's such a famous person that if he gets lost in a role, you see that as a bigger jump. But Michael Jeter might be very, very different from obviously the character he portrayed. 
to where he would be lost in that role as much as anyone else. But we don't know him well enough to know that. Yeah, the, the, so you're, what's, what's you're, impressive, you're basing it on wrong criteria. Though. No, I'm not. Because what's impressive is that uh, is when you know an actor's body of work and you know what they can do and then you still can watch a movie late in their career and be like, oh shit, I don't, you don't see yeah. that. Heath Ledger's a, a good guess, example of I that. I guess I would say though that I didn't, Nothing in Secret Window of that character really compelled me in a way to where I felt or rooted or really cared what happened to him, per se. Michael Jeter's character in uh, Green Mile, I wanted him to not be killed. I wanted him to not to have his mouse and to no one harm him, hit him, hurt him. See, I, with, I had sympathy for that character. With Mort. Mort Rainey. I... I, he got his braces and could eat his corn. I want him to have a good life. I want him to be happy because he was clearly unhappy. And yeah, but he, I didn't. I just wanted him to feel but better. He wasn't necessarily that redeemable of a character himself. In anything he does, he was never like he was an. Even though he was going through a divorce, he was also a, kind of a dick to his Here's wife. Here's also something that plays into it: is I've gone through depression. Well, we yeah. all have, but yeah. yeah, I mean, like particularly at that time, I was going through it. Uh-huh. So, like, I felt for him. I understood why right. he was such so a had miserable character for his exactly, character. and that 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 helps that lends itself yeah. to enjoying the character, enjoying the performance better. Yes. Whenever you can understand where they're coming from, and understand why they're almost unredeemable because you know what they're going for. There was a time where I was an unredeemable character, sir. And well, you should have not been. <laughs> I, I, well, yeah, I guess I should have. I wish it was that easy. It's like, I don't hey, know. Doc, I feel depressed. Like, don't be. No, okay. no, no. It's it's when someone's depressed and they use that necessarily as a as an excuse a crutch as to, why they're to piece of shit. well to be aggressive or violent or be. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, rude and dismissive of everyone yeah. who tries but to But he didn't him. use it in that either. He, he, he's kind of a dick to his wife. Yeah, but he doesn't he say, well, it's because I'm see depressed. You throwing shit and but see he doesn't, him. But that's what I'm saying. He doesn't say that's why. Somebody who does it, who, who's like, oh, I'm depressed. I'm sorry. He doesn't do that. Well, you can tell he's, he's, just, he's, he's bitter because of his... He's doing it because he feels that he's justified in what he's doing. He feels that his reaction is appropriate well, most, for the situation. Most people do for the most part. But not to that extreme. Like, but you never see him like if, I, if feel remorse for anything. I mean, it, it comes to the fact that he's essentially psychologically broken. Right. But he doesn't he, feel remorse because he doesn't think he was wrong. No matter what. There's times whenever you or me have done something stupid to somebody and we feel like, oh, oh shit, that was not good. Yeah. <laughs> I said sometimes. Like, it's like once know. or twice is fine. <laughs> in, in like 30 years, dude, that's fine. That's good. That's a good track record. It's a good track record. I think. All right, I'll, I I'll take it. <laughs> Otherwise, we're psychotic. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, wait. But um, he didn't feel remorse because he didn't feel he was wrong. Mm-hmm. He thought, well, no, I'm acting appropriate because she's being uh, unreasonable. She's being irresponsible. She's oh, being yeah. an asshole to me. Yeah. But like uh, you, you see her like send uh, divorce paperwork and be like, "Hey, we need to sign this. We need to do this." And he just doesn't answer the phone and doesn't because he doesn't, doesn't want to do it. it. I know he doesn't want to do it, but he she's doesn't being see. Reasonable. He doesn't see that their marriage is broken necessarily. Well, as he far as it, it seemed, was he split up because he walked in on him at the very beginning and he yeah. wanted to kill him. But he, he thinks it's off. something that he can repair. 
And the fact that it's out of his control has broken him, basically. Well, he's already, he was already, it seemed like he was already prone to being. (laughs) In the end, we find out, like, tell me why this character is redeemable. Well, he's not redeemable at the end. I was just saying, it's. That's the best part. The twist is the best part. Yeah, I mean. Because then you get to see Johnny Depp play. You know Again, he plays against type in that as well. He plays a serial killer. He's, he is. He, he, well, he might be. Have you ever seen? Have you ever heard? I think I've sent it to you. Scroobius Pips. Uh, yeah, I, I'm Johnny Depp <laughs> and I kill people. Yeah, I love that. It's word. wonderful. Yeah, but it's um. It, again, he, but he plays against type in that as well. And he plays it perfectly. He feels like a real villain. He feels like he feels like a completely different character from Mort. Actually, um, whenever he becomes a uh, shooter. Yeah, but I mean. I don't know. I guess essentially when I, I look at performance in quality, I assume I, I usually go more for a dramatic role than necessarily what he's doing in that film. That's where you're wrong. Uh, possibly. But I don't <laughs> think that I am. Um, you would see the, the widest variety of emotion within a character to show the best performance of a character. And I think his is generally depressed or pissed off or confused um, is the majority of his emotions. Where you see Michael Jeter's character is you see him jovial when he's got the mouse. He's happy. He's teaching him things. You see him depressed, sad. You see him scared at the other inmates. You see him reverent to uh, Tom Hanks and some of the characters. Isn't that it also right. stated that he's simple? He can be. Yeah. I mean, like he's he, simple. Well, like I'm a, not sure. Simple minded. I, I don't know necessarily if he's technically simple or if he's just because he speaks a different language. He's say kind that of, at one point uh, not as good with the. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess I never think about the fact that because I think they do say something about him being simple or something yeah. to that effect. But again, I didn't it also think might be the he, language barrier. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, he teaches mice to do tricks. Mouse to do tricks. I mean, he's got it's obviously not that simple. He's I guess. got some skill there. Um, but he's got almost like, I don't know, is it even French or is it more of a Cajun? I think it's Cajun. I, I don't gonna, think I it's keep, really French. I keep like hearing his voice and I'm like, eh, I don't know. I always said French because it sounds French, but yeah. it's probably really, it's been a while since I've watched the movie, so it's probably it's, honestly more Cajun than, than French. It's in America, so it might be more of a Cajun. Uh, but I'm saying you see a, a bigger variety and gamut of emotions in his mm-hmm. But a less relatable character. I don't know. I mean, I haven't been in jail as a Cajun man <laughs> on death row. So have you? <laughs> no, I said I haven't. Oh. So I mean, <laughs> I guess there's that. <laughs> See, you can't relate to him at all. <laughs> have you ever trained a mouse? Well, there was that one day. <laughs> Patreon viewer, and I'm just like, <laughs> ew. <laughs> disgusting <laughs> so that's a that's that's um why you're wrong though is that is my character is clearly better than yours all right well so i think we should actually it seems like we're not going to agree on this we won't. so what's a what's a movie uh, a performance we can agree i is would a like good to, i would like Stephen to say King. though i think we should leave it to our listeners to vote Right. I'll put no, a. I'll put fine. a. I'll put a Michael, poll up or a comment. Yeah. Comment or put a poll. I, I don't give a shit. Whatever you want to do. Um, we'll figure it out whenever I we upload this. Um, Mort Rainey in and uh, Johnny Depp in in Secret Window. Secret Window. Or Michael or Jeter. Michael in, Jeter as Edward Delacroix. That's Delacroix. definitely Cajun. Delacroix as uh, <laughs> Edward. Delacroix. You American as fuck, aren't you? 
Yeah. Denacroix. Denacroix. Or well, it's fine because we, we always, uh, we have LaCroix. We, we have LaCroix in the house yeah, all the yeah. time. And uh, the guys at work, we every time I bring one, they're like, it's La Crooks, and like make a joke about it. <laughs> and then they start going like, La Croix, and get really French with it. So I, I got a little confused on which version to do Delacroix. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, it's the word. Um, um, as, uh, but yeah, well, so yeah. Green well, Mile. So yeah, that's you guys choose whichever one. Or if you have a better idea, just comment and let us know. Um, you probably have a better idea than any of those. Yeah. That does it for this episode of What Were We Talking About? Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your way out. Go follow us on Twitter at the 3WTA Podcast, Instagram at 3WTA Podcast, and Facebook at OG3WTA Podcast. You can also follow each of us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm the underscore bound underscore Phoenix on Instagram and at the 3WTA Pod underscore Joe on Twitter. I can be found at Motley underscore Nerd on Instagram and at the 3WTA Pod underscore Jake on Twitter. If you have any questions, theories, or ideas you want to send our way you can drop them directly on any of our social media all you have to do is dm us tag us or just drop hashtag 3wta podcast on any of your social media also if you feel so inclined you can help support the show by heading over to our patreon page at patreon.com slash 3wta we will be uploading today's extended and complete episode exclusively for our patreon users to enjoy and we'll be offering tiers for our patreon soon so until next time i'm jake i'm joe what are we talking about 